G'day friends, welcome back. Four left. Semi-finals are done. Melbourne and Fremantle eliminated. Melbourne, the reigning premiers out in straight sets. I'm going to get into them. I'm going to get into everything that happened over the weekend. We got three games to go. It doesn't get any better than this. Let's get into it. Before I get into it, um, I do have the dogs in here. They're having a little sleep. If you hear dog sounds, like maybe some little sleepy barks or some moving around, I apologize. I don't know what they're going to do while they're asleep. Sometimes they bark. Sometimes they're dead silent like they are now, but they are here with me. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, let's talk about Friday night. My God, did Jake leave a carry-on like a pork chop. Oh, my God. What was he thinking? What was he thinking? Are you serious? Yeah, the, the free kick was bullshit. That was bullshit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> he, 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 I don't even know if you could call that a tackle, first of all. And second of all, he didn't, he like, he put the ball on the ground. He didn't drop it. He didn't, like, I don't know if placing the ball on the ground is an illegal way of disposing of it. Um, I don't know, but man, what a crazy... So, yeah, the free kick was wrong, fair enough. But Melbourne had all the momentum. You got Dan McStay, who's a left footer in the left pocket. He's not kicking that goal. He isn't kicking that goal. There's no way. Just take the free kick, move on. But no, he jumps up and down and he does a pirouette and then he spends forever watching the replay. Oh my God, get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. Don't worry about what's just happened. Oh my goodness. And he doesn't give the ball back and there it is. I've never seen such a brain fade in a final from, a, from such an experienced player. My goodness. And he had another shocking moment a few minutes earlier where he was running after the ball and Zach Bailey just, and granted Zach Bailey is faster than Jake Lever, but Zach Bailey flew past him, flew past him. Like Lever was basically walking and then Zach Bailey, like Usain Bolt, just flies past him, gets the ball, runs into the open mouth of the goal and kicks it. And and there was just no no resistance at all from Lever, no, no, any attempt to shepherd. He wasn't, I don't think he was running at his top speed. He was just jogging after the ball and Zach Bailey wanted it more. And oh, gee, just a couple of really, really poor moments from Lever there. And I think a lot of people don't want to say that Melbourne's heads weren't in it this year. Um, 
I don't know. I th- just seeing Lever behave like that, I think was sort of symptomatic of an entire team that was nowhere near as invested this year as they were last year. They they won the thing last year, and the the vibe that I got just this sort of this sort of arrogance that I got the uh, general aura of arrogance I got from Melbourne this year, and just the, the having felt they'd done enough. They won the first ten games of the year, but then on more than half a dozen ca- occasions to be like three or four goals in front in games half like in the second half of the year to then lose those games like they did on Friday night. Just definitely a feeling of we've done as much as we need to do in terms of the entire season and within games. So, yeah, I don't know. I do do not think at all that as a team they were as bought in as they were 12 months ago. Not even close, I don't think. Um, a A straight sets exit says that to me. Um... The Oliver Berry altercation. So they have cleared Berry of any wrongdoing. Thank fuck for that. Oh my God. It blew my mind. Well, no, it didn't blow my mind, actually. I wasn't surprised in the least, I should say, that he got initially given a week because the entire match review system is a fucking joke. It is a joke. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with this? He barely touched him. His finger brushes. It brushes his face. And suddenly it's an eye gouge, right? And and BT fucking played it up on the commentary. Oh, he is 100% without a doubt that his fingers have made contact with his eyes there. Like, fucking shut up, dickhead. Shut up. I like BT, but God, get over yourself. And then the way that Oliver carried on as well. Oh, he's fucking poked my eye out. The way he's like going at the umpire. Like, Jesus Christ, settle down. Stop sucking about everything. Oh, man. But I'm so glad that they had the sense to, to downgrade it. Because if he'd been rubbed out for that, we can all just pack up and go home. <laughs> like the, the Crips one from, you know, late in the season, that was, that, that ended in such a horrendous manner that I, you know, I don't think I'll ever forget it. And, you know, I had, I have now got zero, just zero confidence in the entire process in the system, but thank God they got this one right. Thank God. Oh, like, like it's in, Oliver was fucking on top of him. He was all over him. He's got his arm all up in his face and on his throat. He's got his entire weight on top of Barry. What the fuck is he meant to do? Just lie there and be choked. <laughs> like, of course, he's going to try and scratch and claw and, and push Oliver off. And like, if that's me, I'm bloody throwing my arms all over the place. Get off me. Oh, man. So ridiculous. I'm so glad that the right decision was made in the end. Um... Yeah, Melbourne, big issue they had throughout, you know, a lot of the second half of the year was just not being able to score like they did last year. And, you know, they can't pin all their hopes on Ben Brown. That's ridiculous. But 
he, he hasn't had a great year. He had a terrible night on Friday night. Um, but like I said, they can't be pinning all their scoring hopes on him. They need to find something else. McDonald uh, was injured a lot of the second half of the year. They, they're not playing Wiedemann. Um, so it was, you know, it, it, it was up to Ben Brown to do. And, you know, Bailey Fritch carries a lot of the load as well. And he's had a very good year. Um, but yeah, Brown just wasn't up to it. And to be fair, Harris Andrews did a very, very good job on him. It must be said. Um, Petrarca, I was worried about his injury. Um, he actually played really well. <laughs> he played 27 touches. He was quite influential early. Um, you could see him start to labor as the game went on. Um, so I think, you know, it's because they're not going on, it doesn't matter. But if, if they were going on and playing, um, what, Geelong this week, who knows what state his leg is in. Because it had that enormous nasty bruise on the back of it, whether that was from all the massages or or that's the, the injury or whatever. But it didn't look good and he was struggling as the game went on. So who knows how his leg would have been. This weekend, had they been going on to play, and Luke Jackson, so Luke Jackson today said he's going to WA to play with whoever. Big, big surprise, not. <laughs> um, but there's been a lot of people criticising the figures that have been thrown around: eight hundred thousand, nine hundred thousand, million dollars. Saying that he's, you know, his last six weeks or so have been really poor, um, and yeah, he he wasn't good. On Friday night, really quiet. I would say that is only because, and his entire you know form of late, I would lay the blame, you know, to the fact that he knew he was leaving. I would say that's it. Like he's a twenty, he's twenty, twenty-one year old. Um, he all he's thinking about is next year, whoever he's playing for. I think he's actually going to end up at West Coast because I think they've got the draft capital to get him, whereas Fremantle don't. Um, and yeah, so I think that's where his head was at and that's why he hasn't been playing too well lately. I, I definitely think, I wouldn't say a million dollars, but I would say, you know, to me, he seems like he's going to become just the most amazing Ruckman of this generation. So I think, I think, you know, I wouldn't be giving him a ton of money on a ton of years. If you want to give him 700,000 or 600,000 for two years or whatever, so look, we're going to give you a good amount. We're going to give you 24 months. If you become what we think you're going to become, then you get the 900,000 or the million dollars, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Brisbane. Didn't expect this. They had their big backs against the wall win against Richmond the week before. <laughs> um, and then they, now they've done it again. So... Going to the MCG, where they haven't won in eight years. They lose Danaher in the lead up. He had to go and have a baby unexpectedly. <laughs> um, just, you know, they're playing Melbourne, who have smacked them twice this year. Just unbelievable odds. And at halftime, you thought, yeah, this is basically going to play out exactly how we thought it was going to play out. And then they come out after halftime. First of all, another thing about Melbourne, allowing goals deep, deep, deep in red time. Um, I think it was Cameron 
kicked one with a minute to go in the first quarter. Archie kicks one with seconds to go in in the second quarter. Hipwood kicks one on the siren at the end of the third quarter. Three goals that shouldn't have been allowed to happen. Melbourne should have been shutting down the play. But no, Brisbane have kicked, you know, with like a combined total of a minute and a half left across three quarters. You know, Brisbane have kicked three goals and the margin was 13 points in the end. So those late goals were killer. Um, But my God, yeah, Brisbane, they kicked that last goal really, really late in the first half. And then they come out in the third quarter just on fire, just absolutely electrified. And this is sort of how they're getting through this final series. They are finding sparks. They are finding enthusiasm. What the fuck just happened to my voice? Enthusiasm and energy. And this is how they got them. They came out in the second half and they were too, there was too much pressure. They were too fast. Melbourne, I think, you know, Melbourne, as I said, felt like they'd, you know, won the game and they just hadn't. Um, and, and just the way that Brisbane have won these two games, it gives me big Dogs 2016 vibes, big time. So the Bulldogs went to West Coast, went to Perth, beat West Coast, who were the grand finalists the year before, came back to Melbourne at the MCG, beat Hawthorne, who were the premiers the year before. They go to Sydney and they beat the Giants, who had been probably the second best team all year. <laughs> then they go back to the MCG and they beat the Swans, who had been the best team all year. Oh, man. And they rode this wave that I just still to this day cannot describe. It, it is my favorite, like, just month of football by a team I've ever seen. Like, just, like for that month, I was a Bulldog supporter. Forget St. Kilda. <laughs> Just that 2016 final series and what they did is just my fate. It, it makes me feel warm to think about it because it was so amazing. And Brisbane might be about to do that. Imagine if they go, imagine if they beat Geelong this weekend and get into the grand final against Collingwood or Sydney. Can you imagine that? God, that'd be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. Um, with Danaher out, it was going to be McStay or Hipwood that had to stand up, and it was Hipwood. Man, he's kicked seven goals in this final series so far. He kicked four against Melbourne on the weekend. He was amazing. He was fantastic. And the way, so the way that things went against Richmond and the way that things went against Melbourne in terms of McInerney, going down early in the first game. Danaher being laid out. Do they want to go into this prelim final? Because uh, McInerney will be back and Danaher will be back. Do they want to go into this prelim with Hipwood, McStay, Danaher and McInerney all in the team? Because when they've only had three out of those four, or actually on the weekend they only had two out of those four, Fort came in to be in the be in the ruck, but you know when they have four talls in the forward half of the ground, 
it you know they don't seem as good a team as they have the last two weeks where they've only had three. It 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 brings Charlie Cameron and Zach Bailey and um, McCarthy and these guys into the game. Like obviously you can't like you you pick those four you just do, but I don't know maybe you think about doing something like. Oh, you can't even know. Oh. Maybe they, they really try to fix McStay or Hippwood or whoever to the bench. And it'd be McStay. So they, they they start him on the bench. And then he goes into the ruck. McInerney comes off. McInerney comes back on. McStay goes forward. Danaher goes off for a break. They can do do it so that there is always one of the four on the bench. That could work. Um, but it's going to... Because like, barring another sort of catastrophe like they've had the last two weeks, all four of those guys are going to play. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that all shakes out for sure. Um, but yeah, God, just how Brisbane were in the second half sort of made me totally rethink what they're capable of doing. Just just the way they played made me feel like they could do anything. And if it makes me feel like that, imagine how it's making them feel. Oh, it was unbelievable. And it was great to see... Not, not, I got nothing against Melbourne, but it was great to see Melbourne get knocked out because now the four remaining teams are not any... Like, none of them are recent premiers. The most recent is Sydney 10 years ago. Sydney 10 years ago, Geelong 11 years ago, Collingwood 12 years ago, and Brisbane 19 years ago. <laughs> so it, it's been a long time for all of these teams. So it's fantastic, you know, to not have to not have Melbourne in there, to not have Richmond in there. Like it's 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 excellent. So it's exciting. Um let's talk about the other game now. So I'll talk about Fremantle first. I'm so glad that Mundy got that late goal. He deserved it. Amazing career. Um, no silverware, unfortunately, but that's uh, oh, excuse me. That is the that is the oh Jesus Jesus. That is the reality for a lot of players, a lot of superstars, unfortunately. Um, but he's one of the best. He's one of the best to ever pull on. The jumper, period, let alone for Fremantle. Um, so he'll be sorely missed. And that, that moment with his son after the game, that was just gorgeous. Like the poor kid. Like his dad's his hero. And now he's now he's gonna, you know, not be playing footy anymore. So it's it's hard for a kid. But that was a really, really nice moment. Um and yeah, he's just been an absolute warrior and just one of the best users of the football that there's ever been right up until the end. Like what? You, like last year he had like 20 Brownlow votes as a 36 year old. Like that's no joke. He's a good player. He's a really good player. Um, oh, Dockers. They weren't that bad. Fremantle didn't play that bad. They just played too slow. They didn't, understand what was happening <laughs> to them like Collingwood are going at a million miles an hour 
they get the ball and they just fucking go. You blink and it's in their goal square. It's gone, right? And Fremantle get it and they chip it around. Oh, who's over? Oh, there's oh, Luke Ryan's over there. I'll kick it to him. Oh, oh where's Pierce? Oh, he's over. He's sideways again. Oh, let's go backwards a little bit. They sort of they sort of block this off. Oh man, it's amazing how it, it takes us twenty seconds to make a decision with with the ball. And by the time we we made it, all all, all the Collingwood players are set up, and and now it's really hard for us to do anything. Oh, yeah, it's because it took you fucking 10 years to decide what to do. This is the exact same thing that frustrates me to death about St Kilda. My God, it was so eerie how St Kilda-like this was. When you got a game that is going so... Or one team, at least, that's going so fast and defending so quickly, right? Collingwood were running so hard. As soon as Fremantle wanted to go in one direction... All the Collingwood players would zone across and just block it all up. They had the corridor covered. They had wherever the ball was covered. It was unbelievable. Their their pressure, all of it. Collingwood were fucking amazing, right? And Fremantle's watching this happen and going, mm, yeah, I think keep, I think keeping the slow play going is going to be what wins it for us. Oh. oh, so hard to watch. I was so frustrated. I don't give a shit. Who wins this game? I don't give a solitary fuck, but my God, I was so frustrated watching Fremantle. Like someone would have the ball on like the halfback flank and I'd just be screaming, fucking go, kick it. Ah! <laughs> oh man. It was, it, oh, it just, it just took me back to watching some of the way that St. Kilda played this year. Man, it was just like, just fucking kick the thing. If it doesn't work, you're going to get to try again in a minute anyway. Oh my God. Being afraid of fucking it up is not a good reason to not even do anything at all, right? <laughs> That's uh, like, you look at the way the Collingwood play, that is, it's, chaos it is chaos right they've got so much speed they're like right let's use our speed right what are we going to do with our speed well we're going to get the ball we're going to run okay then what well then we're going to kick it or we're going to hand pass it we're going to punch it we're going to we're going to send it that way oh man that doesn't sound very structured oh it's not going to be <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen but we're going to see and oh, man, oh we're scoring plenty oh and it's actually really hard for the other team to score as well because we are so aggressive and chaotic that you know, it it just it just makes their life really difficult. Oh, this is this is winning us a lot of games. Wow, like, oh man, yeah, it was just fucking frustrating. And it's oh, the dogs are murmuring, and like it would have been hard for Frio to go and play in front of like five thousand Fremantle supporters in a sea in an ocean of Collingwood fans in the Coliseum, like 85,000 Pies fans going fucking bananas would have been, it would have been hard to get any sort of groove or momentum, especially when they relied on that so heavily the previous week. Um, so yeah, that was rough for Fremantle, but for, for Fremantle, <laughs> no, the, the Fremantles, but yeah, God, just, just their lack of, ball movement like you just like when when the game was over at half time you think gee they they got, like they got to do, I thought they were going to do what Brisbane did 
the night before and just come out and go fucking crazy. And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Um, there's big changes coming at Frio. There will be enormous changes if Jackson does go there. Like I said, I think it's more likely he's going to end up at West Coast. But like you got Logue probably going to leave. Lob definitely going to leave. Um, Henry wants out. Um, and Akers might be on the move as well. So and and obviously Monday retiring. So there's big changes. And like you know, Akers was like up until halftime, he was their best player <laughs> on Saturday. So. You know, there's going to be big changes at Freo for a team that's done really, really well this year. And overall, this season gets an enormous tick. Very, very well done. Um, There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be serious changes to sort of the way that they structure up as a team and the way they play. Um, Meek, as well, might be on his way out. So if, if Jackson comes across... Is it him or Darcy that starts in the middle? Is the other one starting at full forward to replace Lob? Like, is that going to work? Can they make Jackson into that sort of player? Can they make him like a 30 or 40 goal a season forward ruck? You know, can can they get 60 goals a season combined out of Darcy and Jackson? Like, because I think they're going to need that. Like, Tabiner's not that guy. Like, Tabiner in his best possible year, I think he's kicking 40, you know, and Lobb's leaving, okay, they got Switkowski, they got Schultz, they got Walters, they got these little guys who can kick goals, but they, you know, and they've, they've tried Logue down forward, and, you know, he, he looks perfectly fine as a forward, but he's going to go as well. So now they're down a key defender and a key forward somehow at once, like... Yeah, big changes at Freo. I hope they get them right because I've, I've really enjoyed seeing them have so much success this year. God, Collingwood. They, they, I don't even have heaps to say about them. They are just so brilliant to watch. They are amazing. If I'm a Collingwood fan, this is the most excited I've been in a long time. The way they play is just... It's, it's like big money football. It's like, right, they want to play on Friday night every week next year <laughs> because that's that's this. it's so watchable. It is so watchable, right? If Collingwood continue into next year playing like this, they will legit get every single Friday night you watch because a few million eyeballs watching them play will, will, will turn into more and more and more because they are just so damn entertaining. Um, Dugowie. Um, seems more and more likely every day he's going to stay at the pies and that looks to be more and more advantageous to them. My goodness, was he remarkable. He, this, he is a player built for September, 100%. He is so strong. So many times Fremantle players had hands on him, like, you know, that other players would have, you know, been tackled. Not him. He's so powerful that he just keeps running and whoever's trying to tackle him just seems to crumble. <laughs> just seems to be like, oh no, I'm he sapped my power and I'm just going to collapse now. I'm too weak. <laughs> um yeah, he was awesome. He was awesome. Ginevan, three goals. What a what a bloody year he's had. What a year that this kid has had. 
He's going to have a crazy fucking career. That is for sure. Um, crisp as well. Just awesome. That that sprint that he did through the centre of the ground in the first quarter should have ended up as a goal. <laughs> he should have just kicked it. Would have been awesome. But no, not to be. But yeah, he was amazing. Oh, Obviously, as just a fan of football in general, I don't want to see Collingwood win the Premiership. We're not meant to want that. But man, they... Just the, the way they've gone about this year just makes... It, it's so good for football. It's great for football. Collingwood have done the nation a service. <laughs> that is for sure. I think, like, Collingwood and Sydney this weekend... They both play pretty similar. I think Collingwood go a little bit faster, but they both, like I was talking about, they both defend so fiercely, right? If you're trying to switch across the ground or you're trying to do whatever, they will follow the ball as a team lined all the way up the ground, right? You're not going to get through it unless you get lucky, unless you just nail four perfect kicks in a row or you go with a chaos ball that just happens to sort of work out for you in the end. There is no easy way. There's not not even a way that is in the same universe as easy to get through either of these teams' defences. And then they have so many weapons up forward. Oh, man. This could be one of the greatest... This has the potential to be one of the greatest games of all time. This Collingwood-Sydney game, seriously. And I know you're thinking, like, Sydney beat them pretty convincingly last time. That was last time. I know we're back at the SCG, but that was last time, right? Fly is going to coach differently, and they did not have Dugowie for that game. Keep that in mind. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And, and you know, the Geelong-Brisbane game, you, you would think, you would think that Geelong will deal with Brisbane pretty easily. But after the weekend, I don't know what to think. <laughs> I don't know. Br- Brisbane can do anything they set their mind to. And, you know, Geelong be, being older, only the one game in the last 27 days... Is it going to be enough real match fitness or is it exactly what their older body needs? A big rest. Sydney, I think you're in the perfect like age demographic and level of fitness that they, whatever sequence of games and days off that they have will suit them. Um, same with Collingwood. I, I was convinced heading into this weekend gone that they were going to be cooked from the Geelong game, that they weren't going to be able to run out the game against Freo and they'd get run over the top of, but it didn't happen. Like, Frio were good in the last quarter. That's when they scored most of their, you know, score, but the game was over at that point. So that's why that happened. So I was really, really impressed with how fit Collingwood were throughout the entire game on the weekend. So I'm not worried about their fitness now going up against the Swans. Oh, all right. I think that's all my notes. Yes, it is. Man, what a what a amazing year we've had so far. We've got three games to go. They're, they are going to be special. Prelim final uh, weekend is usually the best. 
it's usually when we get really we've already had special stuff in this final series we might be in store for a bit more like i said i think that collingwood sydney game could be something really special just off the way and another thing collingwood are playing better football than they were in the home and away season they've improved in these two finals games so sydney aren't playing the same collingwood team that they played you know a month or two ago oh man it's gonna be awesome i hope you guys are enjoying it as much as me um thanks for listening remember to like and subscribe and review and comment and I will catch you guys next week for the prelim final review. Bye.